Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, another preseason game in the books. Um, we'll get into every aspect of it. But um, look, man, we, I go back and forth. I'm sure you do. I'm sure most Giant fans do every year to play him or not to play him. If you don't play him, they're rusty. If you play him, there's a risk of injury. <laughs> You know, look, we all know we'll get into what happened with Thibodeau. It looks like we avoided the worst case scenario. You feel for a kid like Darian Beavers. Mm -hmm. um, But, dude, it just adds to the laundry list of injured players on this team right now. Overall, team played well. We'll get into every aspect, guys. But I just want to start off with the injuries, dude, because it it just seems like an epidemic right now, man. It's amazing. The draft class, how many injuries? Yeah. Yeah. I mean – Let's start off, obviously, Thibodeau. Yep. He goes down the other night. It was season ending, right? Yeah. I don't know, Jerry. On TV, did they show this friggin' caught guy flying out there immediately? Did they show that on TV or did they went to a commercial? They they were they had it you saw him down, and then I, I remember I think they went to commercial because I remember all the updates okay. from Twitter saying the cart guy's out. The cart okay. guy's out. All right, so you didn't see it on TV. So we see Thibodeau go down. We're like, oh, God, right? That we see it up on the screen. And then Jerry seemed like a minute, not even. We look to our left up in the booth, and here comes the caught guy. I'm like, so obviously when you see the caught guy, you say, season ending, yeah. done. Yes. They know right away he blew his knee out yeah. or he broke a leg or something, right? Yes. And then you sort of replay quickly. So, well, he didn't look like he broke his leg, so I guess he tore up his... ACL or MCL, whatever it might be, right? Right, right. Here comes the cart guy. I'm like, and all of a sudden Thibodeau gets up and he's walking <laughs> off. He's giving thumbs up to people. Silence, he's laughing. Around. All I said to myself, if I'm John Mara, I'm firing the cart guy right now. <laughs> I want to know who, who gave the go-ahead on this cart guy to fly out there like that. Did somebody request him? Or did he know the game was on, uh, you know, TV, obviously? And he said, well, watch this. I'm going to fly out there right now. I'm going to get myself some TV time. Uh, because Thibodeau walked off. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, doing it, I'm, I'm making a little fun of it. Because obviously, Jerry, when Thibodeau went down and that cart guy came out before, yeah. before it came back from the commercial, I guess before you saw it, the whole fan, everybody who was in the stadium, the press box, I'm sure John, Steve Tish was there too. I'm sure Tish, everybody's heart was in their throat. And everybody, the whole feeling in the stadium, Jerry, was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because the cart guy flew out immediately. Right. So Thibodeau walks off and he's laughing with teammates. I got him in the binoculars. I see him laughing with some guys. And then I saw him. He actually went into the... <laughs> He went into like the section there for VIP section or the coach's lounge, whatever the hell they call it. He made a mistake. They had to grab him out of there and then said, no, let's go to the locker room. <laughs> the poor rookie wasn't even sure which way to went to the locker room. He's got to get familiar with the stadium, Thibodeau. So, right. So that even that now, Jerry, you know, I we've all seen guys walk off and say, oh, he's good. Yeah. And boom, he's got to, you know, until they go, until they examine it. Yeah. And they tell you everything's intact. Better because even when Thibodeau walked off, and, and look, we saw him after 
the game and down in the runway. Uh, we were waiting for Dable's presser. And we were down, you know, in the runway. And Thibodeau came walking by us. And everybody obviously was like, hey, Kayvon, how do you feel? How's his knee? And he was had a very slight limp. And he kept saying, no, I'm good. Fellas, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. And yeah. he gave the thumbs up and this and that. So we felt better, okay? Yeah, right. Obviously, I put it on Twitter. I'm not the only one. Everybody, all my you know, media colleagues all put it on Twitter. Yeah. Thibodeau just said he's good and this and that. But, like I just said, you still don't know yeah. until they do that MRI the next day. Yeah. And then, obviously, we know the results of that. So that was good news. He, he obviously dodged a bullet. Yes. Now... I know a lot of people immediately was yelling cheap shot, mm. dirty play, illegal play, mm. and all that. Well, here's the facts. I think everybody knows it by now. First off, it was a legal block all yeah, the way by Randy Moss's kid. Yeah. Legal block all the way. Yep. Okay? It was in the box. Now, Thibodeau has to do a better job on receiving that block. He has to be more aggressive. And I call Banks went into it. I heard on television. I know Carl and Papa went into it. I actually was talking with Carl after the game. You know, I didn't know what he said on TV, obviously, because we don't get the TV. We just see, we don't hear upstairs at the booth. And Carl was explaining to me, and I know he explained it on TV, right, Jerry, from when I heard, like, what you have to do. Yes. You know, you know, and you got it, like, and, and when I first saw it, the highlight, and then I saw it on Twitter. They were showing it over and over, right, Jerry? Yeah. And I said, well, he's got to be, he looked too defensive in taking that block. Like, oh, you know, here. Then his eyeballs were kind of on the back, and then he saw the tight end, and at the last second, he got too defensive. His pads are way up high and all that, right? Yeah. So it's a learning lesson. Um, he probably maybe saw that in Oregon twice. Right, right, right. <laughs> in right. his three years there, or four, point. whatever the hell he's got. Yeah. Jerry, um, so you get you know look, you have to be a little more great. You got to get those pairs lower, and, and, and we do notice. And Carl said this. I'm not you know obviously, what Carl said obviously is 100 percent correct. But we, you know, I'm not really copying Carl. But you look at it, you just got to get lower. Boom, take it on. You know, take on that tight end because he left himself in a very vulnerable spot, and he got his leg rolled up on, and he dodged the bullet. Jerry. This organization dodged the bullet. That could have easily been a torn. ACL yep. done for the year. Like we'll get into Beavis. What happened to him? And to his credit, Brian Baldinger at halftime said basically the exact same thing. It was not a, a dirty hit. Uh, he's got to do a better right. job at defending against that block. Said the same yes. thing. Yes. Yep. And, and, and there's a few ways to do that, but just be a little. You know, he's got to get those pads way down more. Got to be more aggressive and taking that. You know. So look, you might not like the rule, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, but it it's not an illegal play. And Morse's kid was getting crucified saying I saw Rich Eisen NFL Network he tweeted suspend him uh, fine him I couldn't believe some of the reaction like guys did you look at the play it's a legal play yeah I didn't think anything of it I didn't I didn't think it was illegal it just it just seemed very unfortunate I was just worried that he was hurt and yeah I, and 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 Twitter so. you know people are like why can't we have nice things of course this happens you know I just like yeah oh guys come on so so there it is, you know, so he obviously dodges it, but he'll be out yeah. three to four weeks with the sprain. Um, like I just said, I saw Thibodeau after the game. Um, I'll be surprised if it takes four weeks, Jerry. 
Yeah. I know I know week one is in question. Now I'm not a doctor. Every athlete heals differently. Um, but if I had a guess right now, I think he'll be ready to go for Tennessee, if not week two against Carolina. But here's the thing, like you know, the thing is that we're gonna see Kayvon Thibodeau this year. Yeah, right. Because when that cart guy came flying out, I said, Well, see you in twenty twenty three, Kayvon. Yeah. That was the feeling. And I'm sure, Jerry, watching it at home, that was the feeling, right? Like, Well, my text to you uh, summed yeah. it up. I just wrote, I give up. Yeah. And, and so. then you said, I think he's okay. So I thought, right. oh, thank God. So, I mean, so they dodged a bullet there. Now, yeah. we'll stay on the injuries a little bit. Yeah. A guy I've been talking about, you know, all camp. Yep. A guy that was on the inside track to be the starting inside back and next to Blake Martinez was Damian Beavers the sixth round pick. Yeah. And he was not as fortunate as Thibodeau. He he blew out his, you know, uh, ACL and he's done for the year. So yep. look, we look at let's look at this draft class a second, Jerry. Um Yeah. I mean there's been no luck with it. And you know what the set this the the real sad thing about this so far, that, that guys are gonna return, don't get me wrong, is that this draft class was looking real good in training camp. Right. Thibodeau, we know what he is. Evan Neal. Don't even mention his name. He's fine. <laughs> Let's not even Ed, talk about him. Thibodeau? Neal. <laughs> yeah, Neal, the, the draft class bust. The guy who shouldn't, might, he, lucky he makes the final 53. Right. He's not injured. He's right. He's fine, right? And then you go into Wandale, thank God. Nothing's caught up in him yet. Mm. And then you got these other guys called their flots. Yep. Hamstring. Azuga. Right? Azidio, yep. third round yeah. pick. He's yeah. out with an un- undisclosed injury. He should be back soon, from what I understand. But he's out. McKethan. Yep. Kid, they were cross training. God, Joe Shane actually told me this on his side. Really loved him. Really liked what he was developing. Boom. Torn leg. Boom. Out for the year. Yep. Dane Belton, promising safety, right? Was coming on, Jerry. Yep. Breaks his collarbone. I, from what I understand, he'll be back early September, maybe second game. But you're going to see him this year. Yeah. Okay. And who am I missing? Did I miss anybody else on this draft class that's well, been hurt? Uh, no, McFadden's okay. McFadden's surviving the injury bug so far. Davidson's yeah, so. okay. Um, no, uh, but he did leave the other night yes, for a few plays. Yes, yes. And yes. I'm like, holy crap. Yes. But he did come back and he, right. and a few plays later, I think right. he came back at that two, yard, two point attempt. Anyway, he did come back and yeah. he's fine. And Bellinger. Uh, and, and, and Bellinger, who. I, we're going to get into Bellinger a second, so I'm glad you just said that. And Bellinger so far is good. But the draft class, obviously, you've been hit. You know, a couple of guys out for the year. Mm-hmm. Thibodeau dodges a bullet. And these other guys. So because what what did we discuss numerous podcasts ago? These guys are going to have to play, bro. Yes. It's not. This isn't a 12-5 and five team where, you know, one or two, maybe the first round pick, second. No, these guys are going to have to play. They need yeah. these guys, man. Right. These weren't luxury picks where we can sprinkle them in when we feel like it. No, no, no. They were playing. Right. Right. So, um, now, Azidio's expected back. I just talked about Belton. Um, so, they're going to come. And Cordell Flott, hopefully a couple of weeks, uh, we'll see You know him coming back. Um, so, it's, luckily, we'll see these guys again. You know, uh, And luckily, we're going to see number five again because... Holy crap, man. When that card guy came out, I was like, I cannot believe this. You right. know? So uh, so that's where we're at, injury-wise. 
Uh, we're hoping to get Kadarius Tony back this week. I think I mentioned it before. Shep is expected back way sooner than expected. Okay. Uh, it looks like he even has a shot for Tennessee. And he might even have a shot for the Jets this week. Unbelievable. That's, that's a little bit of a, not a long shot, but it's a little bit of a stretch. But there's a possibility. Somebody told me, don't even be surprised if he even plays against the Jets in the preseason game. Wow. But we'll see how that develops. Okay. But the good news is that the beginning of OTAs, we talked about Shepard. What did we say? Well, we're looking at October. Right. Before Halloween, maybe around Halloween. Right. Now, we're looking at Tennessee, dude. Yeah. Which is an unbelievable deal. Because they need him. Right. Let's face they it, do. Jerry. They need Shep. They do. And, and, and no matter how much Wandell Robinson has flashed, it's training camp. Right. Mike Vrabel and those guys in Tennessee come September 11th are going to be game planning for you. Yep. And it's a different animal then. Yep. So a guy like Shepard... You know, he's going to be a valuable piece. If Even if it's not Tennessee, to have him back for the home opener, maybe, that's going to be big for Daniel, you know, so. Yep. Can we, go ahead, Jerry. can we talk about the receivers, or do you want to talk about any more injuries before that? Can we, can, since you brought up Shepard, can we talk about the yeah. receivers? Yeah, let's, let's dive into it. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, Chris, I don't know what to think of this receiving core. Right. I've, I've never been more, like, I would, you think Tony's the one, and then he hasn't played. And then the back end, you know, there'll be guys fighting. But I think you put it out there. Like, Colin Johnson and, and, and David Sills are not just fighting for the roster spot. They're fighting for playing time at this point. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a receiving core, in, at least in, in all the years I've watched the Giants, where I have question marks all over it. But I'm also really excited about right. what might happen. Right? Like... And, and by the way, I don't know how Darius Slayton remains on this team. I, I really don't. I, I don't. I, I, with everything happening, with, with the game right. that Sills had, Colin Johnson's camp and games, like he's producing in the games. Shepard coming back. Tony's going nowhere. Robinson, you're high on. Uh, all of a sudden, Backman looking like Edelman. Like, are, you, are we really going to discount 122 yards, 11 receptions, two touchdowns? I right. can't. Right. I don't know what to think of this receiving core, Chris, but I'm actually excited about it. You know, it, it, you bring up a great point, bro. It's like you're excited, but you but there's question marks, yeah, right? All over it. Like, okay, there's so much potential and there's so much excitement, but at the same time, like, are they going to produce? Like, could Tony stay on the field? Right. Like Bachman and Johnson and and guys like that. Well, what, if they make the you know, are they going to really produce when when the, when the, when the gun goes off? Is it just right. September? You know. It, and then Galladay's always like, oh, I don't I know. Even, I didn't even mention him. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I yeah, him. you know, right. Um, so, you know, it seems like it seems like you have the potential to have three excellent receivers, right? That could do so much damage, right? And then at the same time, you go look at it and go, well, what do we have? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. you know. I mean, so I get I get exactly what you're saying, dude. Um, it's gonna be interesting how it play. It's gonna be look. You just mentioned I put out there about not only these guys fighting for roster spots, they're fighting, they, they could be playing, right. playing time. Yeah. That, that, that's straight from Brian Dable's mouth. Right. You know, that's straight from Dable's mouth. But he told us Monday afternoon. Yeah. Um, he said, I noticed something about Dable. I like what he's doing. 
and I'm going to mention this. He's not as he's not an arrogant guy, Dable. Like Paul Sells used to be, real arrogant at times with the media, right? Sure. Yes. Dable hasn't done it, but Brian Dable has a little Paul Sells in him. Hmm. Uh, what do you mean, Chris? Uh, well, I'll tell you why. I think he's very smartly using the media to send messages to certain guys. Okay. What do you mean? Well, exactly what you just said, Jerry. That When I put it out on Twitter, it was exactly right from Brian Dable's mouth. Like, hey, well, Brian Dable basically told us on the air for the, oh, guy, oh, guys, forget about making the 53. We're looking at guys that are going to play. Good. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Also, the other night, now coaches usually don't do this. Dan, uh, Daniel Bellinger. Ball goes through his hands. Mm. Got to catch that ball, Jerry. I mean, the, the people saying it was a high throw. That, come on, guys. It was perfect. He, look. Catch look, the ball. He's got to catch that ball. It goes through it. Now, I've seen this a few times with Bellinger in camp. I saw it last week down when he was doing red zone drill, and he dropped one at the goal line, and Dable got into him. I was Good. right there, Good. standing on the sideline. I heard Dable. Rah, rah, rah. He was getting into the kid. Yep. Now... Now, Daniel, we asked Daniel about it after the game. You know, of, of course, Daniel's never going to throw a teammate under the bus. He yep. was just like, I could have, maybe I could have been a little lower in that and right. all that. Hogwash, bro. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit up, but you want to be in this league, you got to catch that ball. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You got to help your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not everything's going to be like this, nice and easy in your bread basket and all that crap. Yep. Got to catch it, which led to an interception, right? Yeah. By the Bengals' number one pick. So. But Dable, when asked after the game, did you listen to the presser, Jerry? Did you listen to Dable's presser? Yes, yeah. When asked about that play, Dable said he's got to catch that ball. Yeah, honest, right. Not, well, we'll look at it. I'm not quite sure if it was a little low, a little high, a little hot. Um, Maybe, yeah, I'm sure that's something he might want to have back. No, no. Dable said, yeah, he's got to catch that ball. That, to me, was a message, too. Like, yo, you're going to be our number one tight end because we don't have anybody else. Right. Get your you-know-what yeah. going. Right. Catch that effing ball. Right. You want to play in this league? You want one reps? You want to play 60 snaps, 50-plus snaps against Tennessee? Well, catch the effing ball or you're not. Yeah, right. Right. I, I found that, I, I, you know, Jerry, I was standing up right alongside Dable at his post-game presser. And and, I, and when he, I was looking down at my pad, right, and stuff, and the question was asked to him. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I looked up. I looked up and I was like, whoa. I yeah. said to myself, whoa. He's sending a message to this young man, like, get your ass going. Right. And I told, I'm, I'm telling you, Jerry, you know, don't, Dable's a real... Good dude, you know, but folks, don't think he doesn't have fire to him. Don't think he doesn't jump on guys, you know what? I don't yeah. want to curse you. A lot of younger kids, you know, I hate when I curse sometimes. You know, he'll get all, I've seen it in camp. He will jump all over you. Right. And he's done that a few times with Bellinger. I really believe he was sending him a message the other night. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's the way you do it too. I, I like don't handle this with kid gloves. You know, you're, you're our guy. Like you're you're our guy almost by default, Bellinger. Like the other guy's Chris Myrick, and, and then Allen's behind him, and Ricky Seals Jones is wherever the hell he is, and that's it's MIA. It. Yeah, right, right. Another guy, MIA. Right. So you're the guy now. Almost reminds me a little bit, a little bit, and the comments he made it reminds me a little. And you, it's funny you brought up Parcells when Meggett came up in uh, when he was drafted in '89. And he had fumbling problems in preseason. Yeah, yeah. And it was, hey, you're my punt returner. I got no choice here, so you better get going. Now, that could also give a player confidence, too. So it'll be interesting to see how Bellinger reacts to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the impression I got. Yeah. Um, that he was, like, sending a message. I think, you know, I believe he was sending messages yeah. to the other wide receivers Monday afternoon when he spoke to us. Yeah. When he said, don't think your position here is in stone. Love it. We didn't draft you guys. Me and right. Joe, Joe Shane, obviously. We we didn't draft you guys. You know? Mm. You are nothing to us. Right. right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. Like, just because you signed a $72 million contract, don't think you're going to be playing all the time. Yep. You're nothing to us. You, yep. you know? Yeah. Hey, if you got a little pain in here and there and you decide you don't want to practice or you don't want to play, well, guess what? You're nothing to us. We'll go on to somebody else. Yep. I think Dable was sending a message to a few guys in that receiver room, too, when he said, oh, whoa, 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 forget about making the roster. He goes, these guys are competing to play. Yeah. That was big to me, Jerry. I think I love what Dable's doing. Um, I think he's doing it with a purpose. He thinks before he answers. He even thought yesterday <laughs> when I asked him about Thibodeau, and when him and Drew Wilkins, the outside linebacker coach, looked at that play again, I asked Dable, I said, do you think technique-wise he could do something different to avoid? Dable didn't answer me at first. You could tell he was thinking about it. And then he said, well, you know, maybe something to the pads. And he goes, well, it's unfortunate. He really didn't want to answer me. He was like, oh, it's a what? But that's okay. And I get it. Look, I get it. You know, I get it. But I like the way he thought. You know, he, he just started whipping out answers. You know, uh, he thought about it and he said something with his hands and he didn't want to get into it, which is okay. I, you know, so I was curious whether or not he was going to say something about it. So at, there's, a, there's a teaching moment for Thibodeau, Jerry. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to send a shot over his bow, right? Yeah. Because it was a teaching moment. Yep. He, believe me, Thibodeau knows he probably won't do that again if that situation arises again. And now that it's on tape, it will rise up again. It will rise again. Yep. So there's no reason to send a shot across Thibodeau's bow there. And I get it. He gave me the answer about hands. And all. Okay, he really didn't want to get into it. Okay, fine. I asked it. He didn't want to get into it. No problem. I don't have a problem with that, Jay. Whatever. Yeah. But I do think Dable will not have a problem firing some shots over other people's bows. Yeah. Right. Like the wide receiver room. You know? Yeah. And... I think he did it with Bellinger the other night. I love that. All right, hang on one second, guys. We'll be right back after this. Right back. And we're back. Um, I want to get on the quarterbacks now, unless there's anything else you want to say about the receivers. Like, I I was beyond happy with what Backman did, and I'm like, wow, this kid's been on the team, Chris, I think since 2019 in some capacity. Like, this is crazy that he's been there four years and you know, maybe he's kind of coming into his own now, you know, and, and, and with this offense where the receivers have more freedom, maybe this kind of offense caters to a kid like that. Who the hell well, knows? But you know. well, Jerry, who, who's the guy they had up in Buffalo the last few years that kind of, I know. And, and he's been talking to him. 
Mr. Cole. Mr. Right. Cole Beasley, right? Right. Yep. So is there a place in an offense for a guy like, you know, that slot guy could do different things? Well, I'm not I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Cole Beasley. I'm just saying he's that type of player. Right. If you don't think that intrigues Brian Dable, yep. you know, like, you know, if you don't think they're sitting in coaching meetings going, you know, we had, you know, this guy, he could do some things. We had a guy up there, Cole Beasley, last few years that he did things like that for us, yeah. right? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Didn't and, hurt Bachman. And, and you know, you see Sills and Colin Johnson, sorry to stay on the receivers, but it's, like I said, it's kind of exciting, doing the things that you'd expect from Galladay. You know, the back shoulder fades and, and, yeah. and, and positioning his body the right way. And yeah. I'm thinking... How much? What's the salary difference here, man? Like, how could you yeah. not think it, right? Well, there's a big salary difference between those guys and Darius Slayton. I can tell you that. Right, right. I can tell you that. You know, right? So they did. Do they trade Slayton for something? Do they cut him? Like, I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I know you don't want. I know we don't want to give up on Slayton. I love his speed. I love his talent. Yeah. But yeah, I know. You look at this and you're like, oh, these guys catch the ball, man. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, and Slayton's been out. We'll see if he gets back right. for the Jets scrimmage Thursday. We'll see if he plays. You know, he. It, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. You also have to know is. when to cut bait. Like Ingram, we kept on kept him way too long. We held on to. We were waiting for that potential. It's like at some point, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta dump the stock. And I, I don't yeah. know if you do it with Slayton now, but I could totally see it happening. So. I could see it happening. There's no yeah. question about it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you wanted to get into what quarterbacks, Jerry? Yeah. All, I mean, all three of so, them. Uh, you, know. you know. So uh, let, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, and uh, Joe Montana, our third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, I, look, I understand the Bengals came out with their twos yeah. um, the other night. We came out with our ones. A couple of guys obviously down on the offensive line. Yeah. I thought Daniel did a heck of a job again. So do I. Yep. Played He's really 14 well. to 16, 100 something yards. Yeah. Um, yep. One interception that went through Bellinger's hands. Yeah. Um, thought he made some good decisions. I thought he placed the ball well. You know, yeah. I thought he had some, I thought he had a few nice check downs. He's looking downfield. Yep. Boom, we checked down Antonio Williams one yeah, time. Another guy who's helping his cause. Absolutely. Yeah. And a guy they know from Buffalo, right? Yep. Uh, so I thought Daniel, look, one time, um, there was one play only that I wish Daniel could have back. And Jerry, you you obviously didn't see it being at home on television, but there was one play where Kenny Galladay had Trey Flowers beat one-on-one. Oh, uh, okay. He actually got separated, but Daniel checked down. I think the Ballinger or Williams across the, uh, the middle. And Daniel didn't even look his way. He looked right. He looked and then quickly checked down. That was the one thing I, I mm-hmm. saw. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I was like, oh, you had Kenny. You know, if you would have looked, because he had time. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to hop on that too much. Yeah, right. But nice throws. Uh, he used his legs one time. Good. Yep. They had good coverage. He, he used his legs to get a first down, which is a big part of Daniel's games. Yep. Uh, excuse me, his game. Um, and get the hell out of bounds. Don't be low on your shoulder. Don't think you're Earl Campbell trying to run so people happy over. So to see that, too. You know yeah, they're telling him that. None of that bullshit. Just get the hell out of bounds or get right. the hell down. Right. Live for another play. Right. Um, so I thought Daniel, for the second preseason game, played well. I was yeah. very happy with Daniel Jones, dude. So, very happy. Right. And, and they may have had their twos, but with all the injuries we've had, we had our one and a halfs. I'm fine with the way Jones uh, played. Absolutely, Jerry. And you know what? We've seen over the years, even other teams' twos, they've gotten pressure on our ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> they've gotten sacks. But right. Daniel, for the most part, had a clean pocket. I saw something I haven't seen in years, Chris, a pocket. <laughs> so. And you know what, Jerry? I'm going to tell you something, too, bro, yeah. that I haven't seen in seems like years, too. You ready? Mm-hmm. How about picking up those little those little stunts up front? I know. I, those, I, little, I know. those little, those little, those little N. Yep. Those little stunts with the edge yep. and defensive end. 
Yep. Or they call it the TE stunts. Okay. Yeah. How about Evans switching off to Gowinski? How about the communication up front? I haven't seen it in years. I mean, we didn't even see that with Nate Solar at times. No. It, no. it was either him or Hernandez. Somebody was screwing up. Somebody didn't have to communicate, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love the communication up front with Golovinsky yeah. and Evan Neal. Love it. I thought Max Garcia, a guy I kind of wrote off, dude, he held his game. own. Yeah. You know, he's a guy to show the coach staff, hey, you need me a guard, you need me a center, I'm here. Yeah. And I thought Andrew played well again. Yes. Mm-hmm. At left tackle, um, and I thought Gary McGinn helped, and Devery Hamilton, uh, excuse me, not Gary McGinn, Devery Hamilton, yeah, Devery Hamilton held his own right. at guard. Now, Devery Hamilton's a guy that's shown he could play tackle and guard. Right. Very important. Yeah. You know? Yep. That, so, would, be, that would be huge if a kid like that can step in and do that for this yeah. offensive line, man. And, and Jerry, you know, watching a little bit of uh, the game, the rewind the next day, and, you know, you look at it, and I tell you what, dude, this Evan Neal, oh. he's a real good run blocker, bro. He's yeah. going to get out there, and he's going to put a hit on you, bro. I mean, he's going to yeah. get out with athleticism. You're going to kick him yeah. out. And he's going to seal that edge. I, I really like what he's showing yeah. in the run blocking game. He's going to be really a fun am. player to watch when he gets to that second level cleanly. Oh, oh. my God. Oh, oh my God. And he's and, such a good athlete. And he's such, and he's and he's got a nice little nasty streak to him, Jerry. He's got a yep. nice little nasty streak to him, which I like, you know? Yep. Um, I couldn't believe when they walked out for pregame warmups. I know Neil's big, but you see him next to Thibodeau, and, and Thibodeau looked like you know, me or you next to him. I mean, it was Neil is a massive human being. If you massive. can put it together, him yeah. and Thomas, oh, my God. Yeah. Bookends for 10 years, God willing. And they introduced the defense before the game. The Giants are going back. It. The Thank Giants are going back to introducing. God. The only thing, someone, someone tweeted at us. They still played Hell's Bells, but it is what it is. What baby steps, Chris? Baby steps. <laughs> but I love the introductions of each player, and um, from what I understand, McKinney was last, which I love. Introduce yes. him last. He deserves. He it. was. He yeah. was last. Yes. Love it. You got to do um, this right. Do it the right way. Yep. I got to be honest with you, dude. I, you know, I heard some rumors that they were going to do it. I thought it was going to be for the regular season. I did not know they were doing it Sunday night. I was like, oh man, look at that. I saw yeah. them line up, and I was like, oh crap, I haven't seen this. I don't think they've done that in a new stadium. I'm not even sure. No, they haven't. They haven't done it, I, Chris. I don't think they've done it since like '09 or something. It's okay, been a long time. Yeah, that's what I, I. That's what I thought. I didn't think they've done it in a new stadium. No, you know? no. And 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 by the way, um, so so we got that out of the way. Still got to fix Hell's Bells and yeah. the third down. But again, baby oh. steps. We'll, we'll, I'll take the the pregame introductions first. That third down, that's got to go. That is terrible. Yeah, but okay, it, whatever. If you want, I mean, I could. You know, that guy sits, like, the next section over for me, and I, I could, like, tell him, guy, cut the crap. No, Take him out. I'm only kidding. Stop at the third down, guy. You're annoying me. No, no, no. So, so you know. Or, or talk to John when you're, you're what, Yeah, yeah. No, I, and if anybody's wondering, no, I did not see John in the bathroom at halftime. So, um, yeah, so I love the introduction to defense. I think they're going to switch it off defense and offense and all that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know what? I guess the Carolina game will get the offense because the Jets is technically a road game. Um, Parcells used to do it by how they performed the week before, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I I heard it's going to be defense-offense, but look, it's always subject to change with Dable. Like if the defense has an unbelievable game one, maybe Dable tells him, no, I want the defense out there, right? right? Yep. Yep. That's what I would do, Jerry. I'd be like, no, 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 we're going to introduce – the defense held Tennessee to 14 points, 17 points. No, I want the defense out there. And it it breeds competitiveness between the two units. Like, oh, you you want to be introduced next week? Perform this week. There you go. So, Jerry, we'll talk about the game, you know – Daniel, we all know what Davis Webb did. The Giants came back. You know, Bach 
Alex Bachman, great game, breaking tackles, a little cross, a little shallow route. He goes in for a touchdown early, the yeah. first one. Uh, Davis Webb is throwing the ball really well. Don't get excited. It's against the threes. Uh, I actually saw on Twitter, you know, Davis Webb looks like he could be a starter as they got. Folks, please. Yeah. Okay? Um, but I want to talk about one thing. Uh, before, because I'm going to forget, and then you're going to forget, Jerry, and then we'll be on the phone later and go, shit, I, w- I wanted to talk about that, right? All right, right so right. I'm going to, even though we're not talking about the defense, I'm going to blurt it out now because I'm going to forget because oh, I'm 56 yeah. years old next month yeah. and I'm losing my mind. Okay, so I'm going to mention my, And my short-term memory shot, so that's Okay, so there you go. So you got two guys that don't, who can't remember yesterday, right. okay? Right. right, Wink Martindale. Yes. The guy I like to call the tank commander, who, who treats preseason games like they're a playoff game, okay? <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right? Right. Now, folks, you've heard me mention this a million times. And Jerry's mentioned it a million times. Coaching is so huge in this sport. Way more than the three other major sports. Chris, like your boy- I, saw, I saw you tweet that. All I right. put it in my article this week. I Did said- you? I, I, one of the aspects to look forward to is coaching, right. and coaching in football is so much more important than in any other sport. Go ahead. I'm gonna remind me to talk about coaching after I get off the tank, yeah. man. I'm gonna talk about Bobby Johnson. Remind me because I'm probably gonna forget, like okay. I just discussed, talked right. about. Got it. So the tank commander treats every game like it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, blitzing. You know, you know. I, I'm only you know I'm, I'm joking, but what he did mm. at the end of that game. The last play, the Bengals are looking to get a, a quick hit out of bounds, and they're going to try to line up their boy McPherson, who's one of the best kickers in the league already, for like a 60-yard, and try to tie, and everybody goes home with a tie, right? Hmm. Wink Martindale, I mean, you couldn't get better situational coaching than this. Right. He has Tamon Fox on one sideline. He has Quincy Roche guarding the other sideline. Not the first coach to do that in that situation with no timeouts. But how many times have you seen, well, you got to prevent a guy from going out of bounds here, and you catch a five-yard pass, and the guy goes out of bounds. Right. And everybody's like, how the F did that happen? Right. Well, the tank commander was not letting that happen. Yeah. First off, he designed Tamon Fox. Like he looked like he was on the sidelines, Fox. He, he, you, you want to talk about acting like a fox? Yeah. He was just laying low, sort of passing a flat, exploded as everybody saw, and destroyed that running back. Two things. Banks said, "Where the hell did he come from? The sidelines." Second, watching Fox's family react was awesome on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yes, uh, I heard mom, about it. I didn't mom actually went nuts. see it. It was great. Great stuff. Well, ba- well, Banks was right because yeah. up in the booth. We were like, it looked like he just came off the sideline, like 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 the yeah. tank commander tried to cheat and jump. just just jump out there. Oh, they won't see it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And he destroyed. You know, the hit of the preseason, he blew up that guy. Fumbled Giants who come, but the execution, right? The understanding by the defensive, and I'm talking about a rookie from North Carolina. Yep. Roche's a second year guy. Yep. The understanding of what the tank commander wanted to do to execute it. Because we've seen a million times about, yeah, they got a guy deep or they got a guy along the sideline, and they still get out of bounds. Right, right. Well, it wasn't happening on the wing. No, wing could have been just 
threw some coverage defense out there, blanket, umbrella defense. Okay, whatever. It's a preseason game. No, the tank commander's like, no, we're going to win this game. F that. Yeah, right. He, and he, they kept him in bounds. Actually, a forced fumble by Fox. The Giants go home and win and all that crap, right? I, I get it. It's preseason, but still, they went home and win. Okay? No, real quick. I saw Roche. When I saw Roche on the sidelines, I, I obviously didn't see Fox from on TV, but I saw Roche lined up, and I thought, the hell's Roche doing on the sidelines? And right after that play, I thought, oh, man, that's what he was doing. He was right. guarding for that. Like, sure. And that's what I, right away you just thought, oh, man, thank, thank God you have a coach like this now that thinks that way. Anyway. Right. And, yeah. and, and not only the coach that is a situationally aware, right. right? Right. A coach that the plays are listening to right. and they execute what he wants done. Right. Right. And these are the threes. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. So point. if you don't think, folks, if you don't think people are not sitting there in those defensive meetings, listening to the tank commander Wink Martindale, well, you just got your damn answer. <laughs> right now, because I got to be honest with you, they're going over with that in meetings. Yeah, I haven't seen that situational coverage once in training camp. That's something they discuss at meetings. That's interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe I did miss it here and there when they do two-minute drills. Maybe I did. I'm not going to say 100%, but I don't remember seeing something like that. But I could be wrong in that. But the point being, they executed perfectly what Wink Martindale want done. And that was with the threes. So, folks, all I could say is, look, it might not be a top 15 defense this year, Jerry. But, man, you're in good hands with Wink Martindale, bro. You're in good hands with Wink Martindale. It's going to be an improved defense. You know, I don't think there's any question. Now, um, so. now aside from that play, th- does Fox help himself because of, of the injury to Beavers, you think, or is he still a long shot? Well, you know, Fox is an edge guy. Beavers is an inside yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I, I don't but think he I don't. Think I just thought because of the way they're lining up. I think Beavers Fox is over. in trouble. Look, okay. look, at one spot, they, you know, and don't forget, Ellis Smith has been out. Yeah. You know, one spot they have. And Quincy Roche is a tough guy to yeah, right. not like. You know, he's, you know. Yeah. So, unfortunately for T- Fox, yeah. I think he's a practice squad kid, Jerry. Okay. I don't think you want to let go of an edge kid like that. So, I think mm-hmm. he's a practice squad kid. Yeah. If you don't get picked up, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can see I can see a team. If he's released in, the, you know, in those final 53 cuts, you know, down to 53, I can definitely see a team jumping on him. Definitely. Okay. Um, but, unfortunately for him, you know, they got Aziz, Thibodeau, you know. Obviously, uh, Roche, you know, Ellison Smith, uh, Jihad Ward. They're a little deep there, bro. He's going to get caught up in the numbers game. Um, and we'll see what happens with him, you know. Um, right. You know, uh, like, a, I hate to look, like, this is a glo- gloomy way of looking at it. But if Thibodeau would have been suffered a season injury, injury, maybe something different. Right. But thank God that didn't happen, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you don't want to see that, you know, so a guy makes a – obviously now nah, we all know that. So, um, but, hey – um, he, he had some pressures at night, you know, and all that. Yeah, the kid was a, a sack machine in North Carolina, but, yeah. you know, yeah, different curious. level up here. But yeah. Different level up here. But Aaron Robinson, he got challenged once. Oh, hang on, you want to go to Bobby Johnson. Yes, one-on-one in the end zone. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, one-on-one. Aaron played that pretty well and all that. Yeah. Um, I thought the defense did what they had to do. They were going against their twos, Brandon Allen. I get it. But, yep. but they didn't, you know, a couple of times, a, ba- a big kickoff return. They stopped, held him to a field goal. Intercept, uh, the fumble by board, they held him to a field goal. So uh, that's what you want to do, you know. So Bobby Johnson, 
switching over the offense quick, you know, hey, look, that second offensive line, mm-hmm. even the first, even the ones, they had to put Garcia in, Devery Hamilton had to play guard. We just talked about picking up twists, good communications, right? Up yep. Communication up front. Mm-hmm. And that second, the twos, they, they're down to 10 guys, whatever the hell it is. And the twos had guys coming off airplanes. Chris Owens basically landed the morning before. Right. I talked to Chris Owens in the locker room after the game. I said, Chris, not for nothing. When the hell did you get here? He goes, oh, I landed here yesterday morning. <laughs> he goes, they, they ran me into a hotel, told me, uh, into a meeting, said, all right, you're playing them all. You know? <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, uh, Josh Revis is the guys that he released four or five days before, earlier. They had to re-sign him. A kid that was in Nigeria last year that yeah, never right. even played football. Yep. Will Holden, you know, uh, they had to put him at center. You know, the point being is that, you know what? Dude, even though it was against the Bengals threes and all that, twos and threes, they held their own. Yeah. They didn't look like a total, complete disaster. Yeah. And uh, you see the technique and communication up front. You want to talk about being in good hands? Well, I really feel good about Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, and how that offensive line is in his hands. I really like. I think we're in good hands with Bobby Johnson, too, man. Chris, hang on one second. Guys, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Yeah, um, it speaks to the, the strength of this coaching staff to be able to bring these guys in. And again, they're, they're twos and threes. But to be able to not embarrass themselves, Chris. Like, not, yeah. we haven't watched, well, I haven't watched preseason Giants football and said, oh, God, this is terrible. Or, I, I mean, look, it's, preseason's tougher. You got to be a real fan to watch preseason. I know a lot of you do. But by the time you get to the fourth quarter, a lot of times you're like, oh, my God, sure. these guys aren't going to be out here another 10 minutes. But, um, you know, to be able to coach these guys up and perform the way they have and not embarrass themselves, man, you have to be so excited about this. Like, I, there's a lot to be excited about with this franchise right now. The coaching staff and how they're running things is right up there with all of them, man. Yeah, you know, this is a coaching staff, um, Jerry, that you want to see a few years, like next year when they have another draft class and you have money. Like Joe Shane, actually, I was talking with Shane the other day, and and, they, and okay, he admitted, you know, we'll cap strapped, you know, we'll have some more money next year. We could do some more things, you know. Yeah, right. uh, so when you have when you have sixty million or so to play with, free agent wise, and another draft class with guys like Dable and Bobby, you know, it's an, it's gonna be fun to watch, dude. Because you know we all know this team's a few years away. Okay, yeah. nobody's right. expecting playoffs from the Giants in twenty twenty two. You know, um, but you know, free agency next year, yep. draft class, and all that with. You have to feel good about what this coaching staff is doing. Even Drew Wilkins, Jerry, he's doing a hell of a job. The outside linebacker coach, he's doing a hell of a job with the edge guys, man. Yep. Yeah. He does a hell of a job. You know, he's a. This is a guy that was part of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And Drew Wilkins is a guy that you know, if Wink Martindale moves on, he wants to be a head coach. Wink Martindale. You know, everybody knows that. I'm pretty sure, like a guy like Drew Wilkins would be considered for defensive coordinator down the road. You know, yeah. That's how right. much they think of him. Yep. So. um yeah, so you, you have to like, you know, you have to love the job Bobby Johnson's doing with it. Man, I, when, I, when I was watching pregame and I saw Will Holden at center in pregame warm-ups, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is that, I'm like, 79's center? 
Right. Like, what the hell? You know, I'm like, yeah. Eric Smith's a right tackle. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, this could be a disaster. And it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It the only really thing wasn't. holding, I almost felt bad for his shotgun snaps because it looked like it would be like if you underhanded it to the. Uh, the yeah, he had a couple bad ones. I mean, what was he going to do? Yeah. Right. What'd, yeah. what'd you expect? He's not going to gun it back to him. So, yeah. That's and, what and, it is. And for, and for the most part, with Davis Webb, he did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know? Yes, he did. You know, so I thought it was a great job at Bobby John. Now, I get it. You know, it's against their three reasons. We all know that. It wasn't like Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendricks were out there. I get it. But they didn't, it wasn't a disaster. And they well, moved the ball. Past, it was a disaster. Yeah, they moved the ball. Right. Webb had some time. Webb was hitting guys all over the field, especially Bachman, you know, and all that. So I, so I you, thought that was something. So I'm going to ask you a question. When, you, when, you, when you're when you watching Bobby Johnson coach these guys and you're seeing the results, and you're seeing the results with these guys that are just, just bringing in, does it give you more hope for a kid like Matt Parrott? I think it absolutely does. Yeah. As Shane Lemieux too, when he gets back, yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets back. You know, we'll find out some more now. Who goes on pups and all that uh, injury reserve, all that stuff. But, but I, I, I don't, I don't think there's any question, yeah. any question. It gives you more hope for Matt Pert. Yeah. You know, when he gets back. Yep. You know, so I mean, Jerry. After what I was watching, and I have a Chris Owens and Revis and even Will Holtz, I'm like. Okay, they're not making full tomatoes out of themselves. Right, right. You know, and I, but one of the biggest things, Jerry, I picked up on early with the ones was that communication up front, picking up those twists. Yeah. Uh, you know, Evan Neal is just a rookie, bro. Yeah. And no matter where you come from, I know he came from Nick Saban in Alabama. It's not the NFL. Right. It's not the NFL. Yeah. And Bobby Johnson looks like he has these guys prepared. And, you know, it should be uh, – I, I think that's a very positive sign. Now, you made a comment on Twitter um, about you're not concerned about special teams, and it looked like a real crap show the other night, some of it. You want to kind of <laughs> – for those who aren't on Twitter, um, do you want to explain what you meant, why you're not concerned? Yeah. Well, the first two weeks have been a little shaky, right? Yes. Sir. First two preseason games, I should mm. say. And there's nothing to be alarmed about that. So – Thomas Begay has all different types of guys, all different people in. He's he's not planning for anything. He basically is putting different guys in different spots to see what they have. Mm-hmm. And they're basically saying, go down and get the ball carry. Okay? Yeah, right. So what happens is when you have guys who are not really familiar with special teams, um, guys are all schemed up, they're all plan. You know, all, you, all it takes, Jerry, is one guy to get out of your lane discipline, right. out of your lane. And boom, a guy like Chris Evans is going to bust one for 60 yards, 70 yeah, yards. Right, right. All it takes, Jerry, on a kickoff return is one guy yeah. lacking lane discipline and his job, his responsibility. Yep. And boom, a guy's going to bust one. A guy could bust one. Yeah. So don't get alarmed by it because, you know, special teams always has their core players, mm. okay? And those core players are going to be on every damn special teams play. And then, you know, you game plan. You game plan. You certain, you know, certain coverages, left, right, whatever it might be, depending on the team you're playing. Um, your special teams guys, they all know what lane is supposed to be in. They all know what, what the hell their responsibility is, as opposed to preseason games where, all right, Jerry Foley, uh, Jerry, get in there. Get on the three spot. You know, listen to that. Okay, coach, I'll show you what I can do, you know. <laughs> you know, and you're running down like a chicken... And you're running down like a chicken without its head. Yeah. You're not even near. You're not even near your lane. Your lane responsibility. You right. get blocked on the outside shoulder, and next you know, Chris, 
you get blasted and Chris Evans is running like you know, yeah. like like there's no tomorrow down the side. But yeah. that, you know, that's all it takes, dude. So, look, I know I see because you know why I mentioned that, Jerry, because I see people panicking on Twitter. I can't believe this. Our special team stinks. Right. This is you know, don't get panicked. When the season comes, look, I think we all have faith in McGahey, right? Yes, we do. I think we all have faith in McGahey. So, yep. uh, when September comes. And if they're busting big yards back like that and punt returns and kickoff returns, then we can start saying, hey, what the hell's going on here? But don't panic into the regular season because it's all. And, and Look, one, one thing you just yeah. mentioned, there's going to be guys that are, that are permanent special teams guys. I, I just thought of this. Cam Brown is going to be listed in an edge guy, so that hurts. That, 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 that's another spot you almost have to have uh, taken up because he's such a good special teamer, man. I mean, Cam Brown is by far the best special teams player we have, so yeah. I just – yeah, you know he's a guy that's going to make the team because of his specials. You know? So good at it. Yep. You know, guy like yeah. Gabby Brightwell. You know, yeah, Brightwell too. Because you know he, he you know, he's out. Yeah. He should be back pretty soon too. Another guy though, pretty good specials. You know? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, let's go to. I, we're kind of all over the place, but it's a it's a victory, and I, I felt good about the performance. Running backs. That's going to yeah. be another interesting battle. That's yeah. one where I'm excited, and I I pretty much know that there's going to be three guys there, especially one that's really exciting, but. You know, behind Barkley, you have Brightwell, Williams, Breida, who hasn't played yet. You know, it, it's and uh, uh, Corbin. Like, it's a loaded group right now. Like, I'm I'm as excited, if not more, about running back than I am receiver. Yeah, you should be. It's a nice little running back room. Yeah. You know, Antonio Williams is. You know, not only has he played pretty good on special teams, he's he's looked good receiving. He's not a tomato. He's not. He's not a tomato. He's looked good. Run. By the way, the tomatoes are out of this world, as you told me, Jerry. Oh, you know, God. from your garden. I've been eating them too. Uh, folks, <laughs> folks, you wonder why Jersey Tomatoes have the best ranking, whatever. I mean, this is holy crap. They read anyway. I hate that you know, you, That's since right. you mentioned tomato, I just I just yeah. started salivating. Yeah. Um, but Antonio Williams, what hey, he's shown he could catch the ball, he could run the ball. Yeah. they know him from Buffalo. Matt Breed has been out, yeah, Brightwell's been out. Yep. Um, but nice, you know, we all know what he could do. Breed has got a resume, and just Sean Corbin got a good look there tonight. I think just Sean Corbin's in trouble, so do I. Um, but you know they, they obviously featured him the other night, um, so it's a nice sort of running back room. I, I, I would I would assume Dable's going to keep probably three. You know he doesn't have a fullback, so he's probably going to keep three, and he's he's going to use that tight end as an H back in those packages. You so know? who's so, out then? Who do, who do you think's out? I, 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 well, let's look, you know what? Let's look at the definites, Jerry. Yes. Obviously twenty six, and then who's a definite after that? Um, I'd say Williams. I would say Antonio Williams is a definite. Yep, and I think so. Breida or uh, Brightwell are fighting for that other spot. And Brightwell wow. plays special teams, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Breida does a lot too, man. You know, he's a, he's a nice number two back, but yeah, you know, and they know him from Buffalo too. But we'll see. You know, I, I I'm just assuming Dable's going to keep three, not four, because there's no full, you know. Right. Uh, but he might keep four, Dable, and then we'll find yeah. out, you know. So, but right now, the definite right now. Is obviously Barkley, and I would say Antonio Williams. Yeah, he's done really well for himself, Williams. It's yeah. how important, Jerry. It just goes to show you how important it is to play special teams, too, bro. Yes, it can, absolutely. You could you could, you could make a fifty-three because you play special teams, yeah. as opposed to a guy on the bubble that doesn't play special teams, and they're like, "Oh, I'll give it to this guy. What do we need him for?" You and know? that's another guy get to go back to him, Backman, right? He, I, look, at, at worst, he's a punt returner who can catch the ball. You know, sometimes that's enough as the. The, the little thing that can get you over. So that's another example of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
flipping back over to the defensive side of the ball again. Yeah. Aziz right. looked pretty good the other night. His first oh, yeah. action. Yep. Oh, uh, Blake, I think got 10, 10 snaps. Yeah, nice to see. Uh, he, did, he filled the gap one time. You know, he looked like he was moving well. Uh, mm. Tate Crowder, obviously, is going to be your guy now for sure. By the way, before I forget, someone texted me, a friend of mine. Um, not crazy about Crowder. I go, watch this kid Beavers. He's going to be the guy. And there you go. So anyway. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a Maloka right there. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it obviously lo- looks like it'll be Tate Crowder and Blake again. And, McFadden, you know, no shot? Uh, the starters? Yeah. Yeah. I don't or, see it now. Or at least or at least pushing Crowder or no? I, I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it right now. Right. Um and you know, uh, I, Beavis was the guy that was pushing him and then yeah. in yep. my opinion, the guy who would have been starting. Yep. Um, but obviously that's finished now. So yep. anyway. um and how about Julian Love, my boy? Oh yeah. Does it all. Huh? Notre Dame versatility, baby. I mean, are they the smartest football players they out are. there? They are. I'm right. going to actually, Chris, I'm going to make a concerted effort to watch and root for Notre Dame this fall for you. There you go. Well, don't, you, you could skip game one against Ohio State because I think that's going to be ugly. But, uh, yeah. but, but you know what, dude? You know, Love just does it all. I mean, you know, basically McGahee and Dave were like, we need a holder. Love, I'll do it. You know, yeah. Yeah. did a good job, you know, because he's a Notre Dame kid. And we all know Notre Dame kids could do everything. You know, so he, he jumped right in there. Um, he got a kick out of it. I actually saw Julian. Uh, in the locker room after the game, and I asked him, he goes, that was the first for me. I thought maybe he did it in Notre Dame, you know, or maybe high school. I don't know, Jerry, you know, so. Yeah, sure. And he's like, no, that was the first for me. He was laughing, you know. They really uh, must love him at the coaching staff, seriously. Absolutely like, love him. Bro. Right? His versatility. And, and just an absolute class act. I'm not saying that because he's a, from yeah. the fighting Irish, but he, that's an absolute class act and versatility, dude, and. You know, from my understanding, they really do like him, dude. Look, they look. Wink knows he doesn't have Ed Reed there. We all know that, you know. But absolutely love him, you know. Yeah. Um. So, I thought that I thought uh, Jamie Gillen did help. How about Jamie Gillen booming the ball through the end zone too, yeah, man? Yeah. You know, well, and I like the way he's punting. Look, he's here to be a punter. We all know that. I like the way he's placing the ball inside the twenty so far. That's important. Yeah. Uh, outside those hash marks, that's what you want. Yep. As a special teams coach and as a head coach, and that's what so far, that's what Gillen's been doing. Um, kick that field goal, right? Um, I know. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, I don't know if Graham Gano's in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's going to be back this week. We'll see. We'll yeah, find out looking, soon. Yeah, they're supposeded to looking for another kicker, right? Dable said they might bring in somebody else for the yeah. Jets game. Yeah. You know, a couple of kickers got released today, so a couple of veterans. So you can see that happening. Yeah. Unless Gano's close to, you know. Don't forget, they go through these protocols every day unless yeah. he's cleared up, cleared, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he suffered that concussion on he the wall. when he dove, right? Is that when he got it? He kind of dove. It looked like his head hit the turf. Or yeah. somebody hit, I don't know, but on that long kickoff return. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we're going to be back. Hopefully, you know, he'll be back soon. and They might have to bring in another kicker for this week. I'm going to ask you one more question, kind of not off the wall, but it's it's been coming up lately, and everybody seems to talk about it, especially preseason. I mean, can you not have grass in that stadium because there's two football teams? I'm just, I, I'm, I don't know, that, right? Like, that's what I, I think. Because so, that's why yeah. I think they don't have it. Because everybody says, why do they have turf? Well, you have two football teams sharing a stadium. Like, nowhere, nowhere else in the NFL, I don't think. Well, no, San Diego, right? I guess that's one. Or, I'm sorry, Los Angeles. But um, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like that's something that comes up all the time, and it's never yeah. going to stop until these injuries kind of cease. So, uh, Sorry yeah. for the off-the-wall question, but it's just... No, it's not an off-the-wall question. It's been asked and talked about a thousand times. Yeah. 
because uh, you know because Evan Roberts' stupid Jets play there, right? You know, uh, you, you know, yeah. Um, you know, you're playing every week, Jerry. Ugh, tough man. with grass. It's tough. I know. Can't I know. They, remember the trays they had? Oh my God! You know, you think the you know you think Mario would just tell. Get out! Freaking, the, what's the <laughs> Woody Johnson? Go, go play in the park a lot. That's where you guys belong. You know. Yeah, be like a. It could also. It could almost be like a Godfather. I buy you out. No, I don't buy you out. You, <laughs> you don't buy me out. I yeah. buy you out. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, you know the Jets aren't going anywhere, and uh, obviously that's the main. Reason. I I really believe though, if if it was just the Giants, that Mara would have grass there. I really does do. it bother you? Does it bother you now? Is it it start? Is it starting to to get on your nerves that you know well, these you things know, are Jerry, happening you know, more? Uh, uh, well, what that it's turf? Yeah, absolutely, Jerry. I hate turf, bro. Yeah. I hate effing turf. Yeah. When you see last year when a guy like Blake knee buckles. Right. Beavis takes on a blocker look like the other night. His knee, he tried to support his body with his knee, buckles. Yep. Because it just doesn't give. You just, you know, I, I don't know. You just see so many non-contact injuries. I think it's more on turf than grass, you know? I mean, your biggest investment are these players. And, yeah. And you got, you got to do something about it, man. It, it, it's becoming to the point where you – over the next few years, something has to be done. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, just go to grass and figure it out. But um, it, it's becoming more and more of an issue, it seems, every year, dude. And I don't want to hear – look, Jerry, I don't want to hear anything about, you know, oh, there's, you know, these turfs today are like grass. They got the, the sand pellets. That's what we were dude, told. I, Jerry, look, I stand on it yep. in the Giants indoor facility, okay? Yeah. It's the same – Jerry, I stand on it, and trust me, it's still stiff. You make a cut, you can see some blood. You know what I mean? It's not grass. Okay. And they, and they try to sell you that bill. They sell you that bill of yeah. goods that it's better. It's not. Yeah. It's not better. It's you know. It's never be better than grass. And yeah. but you're not going to see it as long, you know, as that, those green guys with those stupid helmets playing the stadium. The horrible you know? uniforms. You know. So. Yeah. I hate to say anyway. it. But. Anyway. Um, so what we have this week um, is the, the Jets, yeah. joint practice. Slash scrimmage, whatever you want to call it, Thursday afternoon, which without question will be a fight. Seventy-five fights. Yep. It'll be. I'm sure three or four, two or three fights. It always seems to be any scrimmages. There, it always gets heated. Right. Um, now you have to hope that it's going to be very intense. There's a lot of one-on-one matchups with offensive linemen, defensive backs, receivers. Then you got team drills. Yep. All that stuff. Um, now you have to hope, man. You just sit back and say. Could we come out of this? I know. With no more injuries because they're yes. not going to play anybody Sunday, dude. They're not right. going to play anybody Sunday. I wouldn't. I, who cares? Don't. You know, Please I, don't. I'm, the Jets are not going to play anybody after the scrimmage. The Giants are probably going to start Davis Webb, and that's going to be the end of that. Fine by me. And just run the ball. I don't care. I know. I know guys are fighting for spots, but just get you know the what? hell give, out of here. Give it. the guys who are fighting for spots all the opportunity to win them. That's and it. that's what's going to happen. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, because but this joint, you know, this little joint scrimmage with the Jets. It's intense. Ones against ones. Yeah. Guys, you know, you get a good good look at some guys you want that are on the bubble. You want to look at some more. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really interesting. It really is. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and hopefully no brawl start, uh, which I'm sure one will. Ooh, um, at least. And then, uh, and then after that, dude, it's basically, you know, that threes and against threes Sunday afternoon with the Jets. Yeah. And that's it. Final cuts the following Tuesday, and boom, the regular season, game planning, everything is in effect. You know, so team's gonna look a lot different by the time opening day rolls around, too, dude. Uh, you can't. I mean, there's gonna be cuts from other teams we pick up, and 
Absolutely. So, yeah, you're gonna need some offensive line depth. I would imagine, Jerry. Yeah, corner. Maybe. I can see a corner thrown in there. If you got yeah. a, if you got a veteran corner that's released yep. on that Tuesday, you know. Yeah. Hey, this guy. Hey, this guy could help us. You know, get him in here. So, like you said, dude. You know, just when those final 53s come out, don't for those guys on you know from 49 to 53. Don't be buying any houses in the area. <laughs> could be 40 to 53. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, on this, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you, brother. On this roster, it could be 45 to 53. You know, so. totally. um, good, good stuff. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it, man. We'll, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, we'll talk. So next week, we'll talk about the Jets scrimmage, yeah. which is going to be more interesting than the preseason game Sunday. Yep. Um, and then we'll get into, uh, you know what, dude? This what we should do is we should do like like Wednesday or something where we could talk about the final 53 cuts. Yes. Right? What do you think? Or, or well, even Tuesday night, me and Jerry will decide, you know, Jerry's busy at times. I got some stuff going well, on. Tuesday so. or Wednesday is perfect. Yeah. We might we might even, maybe even Tuesday night if we're both of, around. Yep. Um, uh, you know, we could talk about the final 53 cut down. The, the waste of a preseason game and the interesting joint scrimmage with the Jets. You know? Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, so it'll be a pretty interesting podcast. Yeah. And we are very close to getting back to twice a week where we review the regular season game and then on Monday. Yep. <clears throat> and then a the, the couple of days later, we will get into, um, you know, the following game. So And Chris's favorite segment, the picks. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... It, it's here, brother. You know. Yeah, man. One preseason game left, and Final. also working working on a guest as well. Been working on a guest, so yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Sprinkle Jerry's, that in somewhere Je- in the middle. Jerry Mike has been working on bringing in a special guest. Might sprinkle that in. Yes. Um. And we'll I'll see. Say, and that's, that's where we're I'll at. just say my first official stitched jersey that Uh-oh. my parents got me for Christmas. There you go. One year, so stitched jersey. Not going to tell you the year. Anyway. No, you can't say the year, dude. I'll give it away, probably. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right, I'm just dude. before yes. Jerry. Just before we sign off, mm-hmm. um, just looking at some notes. Um, speaking of McFadden, yeah, five tackles tonight. Not not bad. Pretty active, yeah, you no, know. Right. I see that here. Yeah. I see. I have I have written down Fox. We know what he did. Quarterback mm-hmm. hit that big hit at the end of the game. Yep. And one other kid to look at a little bit, Ryan Anderson. You know, yes. Undrafted free, uh, free agent. Had one tackle for a loss. Yeah. Um, look good though. Yeah, and look, 423 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. I know it's preseason twos and threes, but it's better than 190 yards what we used around here. No matter what, <laughs> right, right, no matter right. what damn game it is, right? Right. No matter who's playing twos, threes, right? Ones. Yeah. Uh, and Tyrod got some snaps after Daniels he, uh, and all that. And obviously, Antonio Williams. I'm looking at some stat. You know, Sills five catches and all that stuff. So yeah. we went into it. Yep. Um, so that's where we're at, folks. Enjoy uh, Thursday against the Jets. Sunday's a Jet home game. Um, I guess it'll be covered in green and whatever the hell else they do over there. So, um, <laughs> and then we roll. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys. To order a subscription of the Giant Insider, which we printed Sunday and mailed out Monday, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to magster.com for a digital subscription. M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everyone. Take care.